Okay, hello, I'm Belle Luna, and I'm interviewing Ryan Calderwood for Oral History Report. I, Ryan Calderwood, consent to being recorded for the purpose of the Oral History Project for Ethnic Studies at Roseville High School. I understand that other students will listen to my story. Okay, so I'm going to start off the interview with the first question. Please tell me your name, your birth date, our relationship, and where we are right now. My name is Ryan Calderwood. My birth date is April 13th, 1975. Uh, our relationship, well, right now, I don't know what it is right now. We're soon to be, what is it, step? To be my stepdaughter and I'll be your stepdad. Is that right? Yep. We are in our backyard in Roseville, California. Um, where did you grow up and what was it like? I grew up in Los Angeles and it was uh, fast paced as if it was exciting. Um, the eighties were cool, a um, bunch of new things, skateboarding, freestyle bike riding, hip hop, uh, punk rock. And, uh, it was, it was amazing. It was a lot of fun, a lot of creativity and a lot of drama. I bet. <laughs> um, who was the most important person in your life? Can you tell something? Can you tell me something about him or her? Most important person in my life during childhood. Specificity is important. Is that what it's asking? Yeah. Who was the most important? So yeah, it's past. I would have to say, gosh, my mother or my father for a number of reasons. I'm going to choose mom. Can I tell you something about him, about her? Um, she was hilarious. She was a great cook. She was a lover. Um, she rocked excessively like this, like back and forth. She was a chain smoker, and uh, she had a rich New Jersey accent. <laughs> um, what was her name? Her name was Leslie. Leslie. Hmm. Um, what was the happiest moment of your life? Press pause so I can think about that for a moment. Okay. Well, I don't know if I could press pause, oh, okay. so we'll just let you think. Gosh, you know... I don't know if the happiest what's coming what's coming from coming up for me though is I was in third grade, second or third grade, and and I got asked to ride a ride a unicycle in the Silverado Days Parade, which is like the fair down there. And like all the teenagers that were into like BMX and skateboarding and dancing and hip hop, they asked me because I was one of the only person people that can ride and one of the other people that can ride a unicycle. I was like in second or third grade, something like that. Definitely mm -hmm. not fourth. And, and I got to, and it was just a big deal. Really? Yeah, That's cool. cool. I didn't know you could run a unicycle. Yeah. Um, how, how would your classmates remember you? Um, probably being a clown, uh, being disruptive. Um, they would definitely bring up my sense of humor. They would definitely bring up my eyes and my crooked smile. Um, I was always outgoing. Probably be, and I was caring. I was always caring. Mm -hmm. um, what are your best memories of grade school or high school? I actually loved school, but not for 
not for educational purposes. I loved school for the social aspects of it. My home environment was um, undesirable, less than desirable. So whenever I got to go to school, it was uh, it was like a form of escapism. I was safe at school, you know, at least grade school and junior high. And junior high and high school, it got a little bit different because I was smaller and I got picked on a lot. And growing up in Los Angeles, like during the 80s, it's like gangs were a thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, but I would say my best memories were just my friends. I made some, some amazing relationships um, that helped shape who I am today. Are you still friends with anyone from high school or yeah, like a lot of people? Yeah, them, like Jared from, uh, from Storage Wars and oh, people like really? that. Yeah, That's I went cool. to school. I went to high school with Gwen Stefani. Oh, I went yeah, to high school with uh, Tiger Woods. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you ever converse with any of them? Uh, Jared occasionally, like around Christmas, a few times a year. That's that's pretty. Nope. Um, how has being a parent changed you? What a wonderful question. You know, being an only child and a teenager in general, you know, um, I'm just not as self-centered and selfish. I don't have that luxury anymore. Before I became a parent, I, I didn't just, like, believe that the world revolved around me. Like, I, it, it did revolve around me. And, and having kids uh, was a big wake-up call for me. And uh, having to become responsible, um, I'm still learning that. And um, I was being just not, not having life not be all about me um, was probably the biggest change, you know. Um, lessons in compassion and humility and just unconditional love and surrender and, and boy, you name it. And having, having kids definitely made me a better, forced me to become a better person. What are some of your best, like, uh, parenting memories? Playing, really, just playing, getting to be a child again, you know. Um, the toddler years were amazing because life is new and everything's exciting, like with Sydney, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not really a toddler anymore, but when everything's a first and everything's new and, and they're at that stage of development and, and they... Uh, you know, and my kids didn't realize that I was a human with flaws yet because, you know, they still see you until they, until like seven, eight, nine years old, they still see you as like this superhero and that you're perfect and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that was amazing. And just being able to like get on the ground and play and be silly and have fun um, and just feel that connection, like without uh, any interference, any egoic type of interference was just amazing to me. Um... Who is the oldest person you can remember in your family from when you were a child? What do you remember about them? Pop-Pop Griffin. Pop-Pop lived to be 102 years old. Um, He was from West Philadelphia. And boy, what? So the oldest person, his name was Pop Griffin. So in my family, dad is Pop. Mm -hmm. Grandfather is Pop-Pop. Great-grandfather is Pop. Don't, don't ask me why. So he was Pop Griffin to me because he was my great-grandfather. Um, he had a disturbingly ugly dog named Schnitzel. And Schnitzel was like, I don't know what, like a Scottish terrier. And he had this 
stuff in his eyes and he stunk. You Ew, know, the little dogs um, stink the worst. <laughs> um, you know, but I just remember him. He always smiled. Um, he always took his dog for a walk. He didn't say much, but when he did say something with you, like he, when he did share something with you, he was a man of few words, uh, but he really meant it. He was a Golden Glove boxer, like when back when Moses was still a pup, like a long, long time ago. Um, and he drank a lot of whiskey. <laughs> pop Griffin. Um, how is the world different now from when you were a child? You know, there was no internet. There was no cell phones or social media. You know, we live in, in a extremely fast-paced digital world right now where we can communicate with people on the other side of the planet, like in a flash. We have information at our fingertips. Um, it was just much more analog when I was a kid, you know? Um, kids want to entertain themselves today and they, they, they jump online or they jump on social media or they're gaming, you know? When I was a kid, it's like we're we're going to go out and we're going to ride bikes and we're going to build ramps and we're going to play tag and ditch them. And, you know, we're going to toilet paper houses and do things like that. Um, you know, we actually like did things and, and I, don't, I don't see, I, I think that's a, that's a big change, you know? Um, how is the world different? You know, I also think that we are slowly shifting from, this, this place of individualism that was bred into us long before I was born. Or like, if it's to be, it's up to me, and, and I'm so important, and I have to accomplish, and we're, we're so focused on accomplishment, and, and, it's, and, and it was all about me, and what I can do, and what I can, what I can achieve, you know? And, and I think that as, as a people, particularly here in the West, I think we're, we're finally starting to get it, that like we're all connected mm-hmm. and and that uh that separation is really an illusion and i think that i think like eastern philosophy is really starting to um really starting to uh sprout like its roots were planted in the 50s and 60s and and i really think it's just starting to take off now i think that there's more compassion um you know i think there's more sensitivity and um we're finally like shedding light on yeah yeah but with that also it still causes division because we're 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 so we 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 hold on to our beliefs with such with such ferocity ferocity um and with intensity in a ferocious way Mm -hmm. you know and and uh yeah so it's interesting i think i think we're heading in the right direction though yeah um, and then finally, the last question, do you remember someone saying something to you that had a big impact on how you lived? And on how I lived or how I live today? I remember someone saying something to you that had big, had a big impact on how and, you lived. And who said it and what did that person say? Yeah, my papa, which is my grandfather, his name was John Todd, he's my mom's dad. And... We grew up poor, and um, 
and like a lot of other kids in my neighborhood and school like had cool shoes and they had bands and you know they had nikes and we were poor so i got like pro wings and this and, and stuff like that and i wanted to fit in with the other kids and, and we could never afford it and i remember my pop-up they came out to visit i was like in second or third grade and um maybe fourth grade and i remember him telling me listen work just work do something and work and everything else will will work out you'll get what you want and everything else works out just don't be idle and always be productive and do something i said what pop pop and he said why don't you go go see if you can mow lawns mm -hmm. and and i did that and i knocked on every neighbor's door and i drugged the lawnmower around and and i picked and i ended up having i think it was like 13 or 14 houses to mow lawns so the benefit of that was I had more money than all my friends because I was making like a hundred bucks a weekend by myself, you know, but then I had to sacrifice my weekends because I was literally mowing and edging and weeding and stuff from like eight o'clock in the morning until four o'clock, you know, on Saturday and then on Sunday. So by the time I was in fifth grade, I actually had two employees and had them doing all the work and I would go collect the money and I would pay them like more than the minimum wage and I was making money and it was great. And, really? and yeah and that's always stuck with me just work everything else will be just don't be idle don't be lazy just work and have a willingness to work and everything everything will work out for you well thank thank you that's the end of the interview all right that was easy <laughs>